the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Hello and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are going to be spending some time talking about mercy and justice today. And actually, we're going to hear a little bit of a sermonette uh, slash uh, education piece that I did uh, during a Freedom Saturday recently. Uh, I was out at Market Street Church, uh, Pastor and Lady Brown, uh, just uh, really uh, blessed by them. And we partnered together with Deacon Earl Jacobs and his wife and Erica, and we just um, were able to uh, acknowledge a couple of leaders in our community. We gave an award to District Attorney Nancy O'Malley, to Alameda County Supervisor Nate Miley, and to Survivor Leader and Love Never Fails board member Brianna Williams. And we were so honored to do that and acknowledge all of the wonderful work that they have been doing to uh, bring uh, provide a voice to the survivors in Alameda County that um, that need it need need it so much. And so thank you to the three of you for all that you do. Uh, we also had a wonderful time uh, where we heard from our very own Yoshika McAllister, who's always um, willing to partner with us in song. And she uh, a, sang a song, a beautiful worship song there um, as part of the Freedom Saturday. And then we did some education in the afternoon and we had a beautiful panel discussion. We had uh, representatives from Freedom House, from Missy. Uh, we had um, a uh, clinician, Renee, out and uh, we had uh, Jack uh, Bryson uh, talking about this, uh, you know, what's going on from a uh, gang violence standpoint, from a, uh, uh, you know, police brutality standpoint, from a black on black crime standpoint and the implications that, you know, the way that that sort of maps into human trafficking and also had Reverend Harry Williams out um, who talked about. Uh, what he's seeing from a um, from a clergy standpoint and and being a street um, 
a street pastor, a pastor that goes and walks the streets of Oakland and of San Francisco and really ministers to the people. And so, uh, you know, and we had wonderful, we had Holly Yoshi out who's from Missy, who's a uh, co-executive director of Missy now, previously the chief of staff of uh, over at OPD and also ran the um, the CSEC uh the CSEC division. So lots of insight there. Um, just a beautiful, as well as Brianna, Brianna was also on the panel and um, not only did she receive the award, but she was on the panel. So the panel, oh my, it just was exceeded my expectations. And I, I wish that I could share some of the panel discussion It actually, we recorded it, but it didn't come in very well. So we, you won't hear much there um, in the way of a live recording, but I'm going to try to give you a little bit of color about some of the things that were shared. Uh, I just thought that the, you know, the diversity of, of, of input was so rich and uh, great, you know, hearing from two of our uh, men leaders in this community and and then some of the, you know, uh, those that are closest to the clients that are, or I like to call the people that we serve program members closest to the, the survivors that we serve, um, really bringing their voice to bear. So I'm going to provide some some uh, insight there in terms of things that they talked about as we go. But also we're going to hear a little bit about this message that really the Lord put on my heart for the uh, those that came where we talked about how do we look at this problem of human trafficking more holistically? Uh, how do we uh, not uh, fall trap, uh, fall into the trap of villainizing uh, the even the exploiter, even the buyer um, or the exploited to the point where we hate them to the point where we don't want to see them restored and uh, and that for me is is an important part of this discussion because uh, there there are things that you may not think about when you villainize someone. Um, you may not think of your own uh, need for mercy, the things that you've done that have contributed to the exploitation of another. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that and be, and hopefully it will challenge you uh, to uh, understand the heart of Christ again, loving those around us as God first loved us. So we're going to dive into the, uh, to the message there, uh, mercy and justice, and we'll come right back. And thanks for listening to love never fails radio. We really appreciate you taking the time to be here and spread yourselves as a congregation in three or I think it's three different places, right? (laughs) Amen. Well, and the food was delicious. Thank you so much. Um, So, (laughs) yes. Um, So what I wanted to start off with is um, we actually, um, I I know that Brother Earl couldn't be here, uh, Jacobs, um, um, but he and I have had many discussions um, and as you know, he has quite a heart for this issue of solving the issue of human trafficking and um, a heart for uh, just the people in the streets, a heart for the, the young ladies and the young men. And as we began to talk about this, he and I, uh, we really felt that it was important that we would look at the whole picture, look at the whole thing of human trafficking and not just one, one side of it. Um, and, and, and not pick on the, the, uh, the easy folks to pick on because there's some easy folks to pick on. But look at the systematic problem that we have here in the city of Oakland, in the Bay Area, in the nation, in the world. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I want to start, I, I want to share a few scriptures that the Lord has given me. But before I do that, I'm going to go ahead and pray. And then um, I want to give you some statistics about the epidemic of human trafficking so that we understand what it involves. And then we'll go into those scriptures. So, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to just share my heart. Uh, with uh, Market Street Church and the people of Oakland and the advocates that are here and the survivors that are here and, and anybody that has need to understand this, God, that you've pressed it upon their heart that they might go forward, God, and that they might be a light in the darkness. I pray that you would just um, teach us how to do that, God. These are your people. This is a problem that is easily solved by you. So, God, just teach us how to do it and make it easy. Make it easy for us. God, your burden is light. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I want to start off by um, just kind of giving you the lay of the land. So this issue of human trafficking, I think it's been, uh, um, and I see here that we have the uh, executive director of Missy here today, uh, one of the co-executive directors, uh, Holly Yoshi, yay, Um, and Really, Missy has played a huge role in bringing to light something that was happening kind of hidden, hidden away here in the city of Oakland. And I'm so appreciative to them and and specifically Nola Brantley, who's one of the founders, who really did a lot to um, shed light on this issue and and actually educate me. Um, So I just want to give her a little shout out on that. But um, as we look at what we've been dealing with, um, really what, what, we're, what we have is a, an industry that is being built on the backs of people, of young people, of vulnerable people, of people that are broken, of people that are in need of, of uh, shelter, of clothing, of, of housing, of, 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 of love. And we talked to even during our, our uh, lunch hour, uh, as I said, during the morning services, we have a house where we've provided um, care and, and safe housing and love and, and, uh, and workforce development and so on for 87 women and 15 children over the last two, two years, two and a half years. And one of the things that b- tends to happen when our ladies get right around the four or five month mark is that they start having a desire for a relationship. Because that's a basic human need. All right. Well, so relationship, basic human need. We're going to explore that a little bit further in the next segment. But before we go to break, just want to remind you, we are a listener supported ministry. Um, We want to welcome you to support us as we are out doing awareness events, as we're sharing as much as we possibly can about uh, human trafficking, about poverty, about um, domestic violence and all of those sort of things that are weaving together to um, to harm uh, those that we love so much, which is you. <laughs> and we don't want that to happen. So we 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 are so excited that we get to um, be the arms and, and the feet and the hands and feet of God and and. And uh, we we ask you to partner with us on that. Um, we are at loveneverfailsus.com, and you can find out how you can get engaged um, either by way of volunteering or by donating. And you can donate by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate. You can also call us if you have any comments, feedback for us, or maybe you're interested in doing the Freedom Saturday at your church. And that uh, phone number is 844-249-2698. We'll be be right back and thanks for listening to love never fails radio for more information on this program visit love never fails us.com 
That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Uh, we are in the process of kind of pulling apart a message that was delivered uh, as part of our Freedom Saturday out at Market Street Church in Oakland. And we are um, so, again, so grateful to uh, Deacon Earl Jacobs, who helped to orchestrate that, as well as um, we're so grateful for the support of uh, Pastor uh, and Lady Brown, who just um, welcomed us with open arms. And as a matter of fact, I'm really pleased to announce that uh, Lady Brown charged the church at the end of the uh, of the end of the day. And she said, number one, you know, they're they're over um, right there off of San Pablo. And, um, you know, when I got out of the car, as I was walking to the Freedom Saturday, there was a transaction that was going on right outside of my car. Uh, you know, guy was hollering at this girl and said, Hey, you know, you give me a call. And she was like, I don't know you. And, and he said, you know, he said, yeah, you know, yes, you do. And, and she was like, do I have your number? And he was like, yeah. And, and I could tell that, um, he was really trying to, you know, connect with her, um, and, um, and get her to, you know, uh, go somewhere with him. So, um, I, I, I was just, uh, you know, feeling very, uh, very full that day and very much clear that I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to be talking about what I was supposed to, what I talked about and shedding light on ways, practical ways in which we can address the issues that are going on right there in the community. And the church completely agreed and there are so many uh, churches, I mean, on every, almost every block, there's a church uh, there up and down International Boulevard, up and down San Pablo, throughout the city of Oakland. Uh, I would just love to see us all come together as one and really take on this issue uh, using prevention education and more importantly, using love. And so love was what lady brown charged the church with she said every person that walks through these doors we will love them we will uh we will look them in the face and we will welcome them to sit by us and we will not judge them for how they are dressed or how they smell or how they speak that is not um the kind you know that is not what we are called to do and and i just was so blessed by her just calling that out because we can be that way in the church and and uh and 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 that is definitely not the way that Christ was and so as Christians uh we we want to emulate what he you know the 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 standard he set and that is a standard of love and so i am so grateful to you lady brown for um for that charge and then the second charge it was that she she asked that we uh follow up to schedule some prevention education for the elementary middle and high school students there as well as the parents and so we're there we're in the process of coordinating that and working that out but one of the things that as we go into the next snippet of the sermonette that was shared is, uh, you know, one of the things that we need to explore with our young people and just with people in general is relationships, healthy relationships. 
how to communicate, how to how to honor one another, how to uh, not objectify each other, how to be uh, be aware of the devices of the enemy in the media, which uh, intend to uh, teach us that uh, we are only valuable if we wear a certain brand or if we carry a certain image and, you know, quite frankly, force us into stereotypes that um, really are are not healthy and really are not life giving and keep us stuck in a cycle of violence and um, and and really abandonment and really outside of our true identities, which is the worst thing of it all, is not knowing that we are loved. We are loved as we are with the look, with the interest, with the abilities that we have and uh, that that are God given and not some other persona that we attempt to uh, put on. So this next segment, I deal with that issue is in particular in the African-American community where I think it is impacting us so much. I will tell you that uh, I had the opportunity to meet Gabrielle Union when uh, when I received the discovery investigation, discovery and people's uh, award and was went out to New York to receive that award and was a, such a great honor. And uh, Gabrielle Union actually received a, an award as well of acknowledgement for her um, her focus on uh, and and support of the rape crisis center uh, nationally. And she was in an article uh, that was published last year where she talks very openly and she shares her own she shared her own story in New York, which was a high is hot just amazing where she talked about how she, as her dad, um, as an African-American man who had come from poverty, attempted to move his daughter and his family to the suburbs in order to um, save his family from, um, you know, the, the 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 what he felt was the automatic experience of of being abused in, you know, in a low income area or in an area that was uh, considered impoverished. And so he moved his family to the Tri-Valley area. I believe it was Dublin and uh, or might have been Pleasant. And I can't remember one of those two cities. And his daughter, Gabrielle, was working as after school in an after school program. And she um, she was actually raped. And uh, that was shocking um, to know that the very place where Love Never Fails established our headquarter office, Dublin, California, was the place where Gabrielle was was raped um, as a teenager. And the reason why it was shocking to me is because there seems to be this perception that these things don't happen in these places and um, and, you know, in places of affluence. And here this had happened to Gabrielle. And one of the things she pointed out as she was speaking in in New York is um, there was no amount of assimilation or of denying her blackness that could have protected her from that rape. Uh, Because uh, the rape is not to do with her. It's to do with the way that society views her, the way that society um, and and in particular, the the uh, the person who. who actually raped her, um, the rapist, uh, he, uh, the way that he and others may view an African-American girl as 
less than or as um, easy prey. And um, and it's interesting because statistically speaking, as she cited in her article, 52 percent of uh, according to the FBI, 52 percent of those that are impacted by human trafficking are African-American children. So you'll hear me mention that in this next segment and the dynamic that we're faced with as it relates to relationships, which is something that is a basic human need um, in wanting to love uh, one another and the challenge that that poses to us in the African-American community, uh, especially as teenagers explore those areas. So we'll jump right in. And so they they have a need to have a boyfriend, have a have a husband, have a uh, a, a love connection. And and so we can't have this conversation about human trafficking, which, by the way, is impacting um, uh, statistically speaking. And there are some uh, some people that dispute this data, but um, basically it's happening to people that are on average ages 12 to 14. And so you can't. and uh, that's in the U.S. And, and so you can't um, deal with this issue and just say, you know, we're going to protect uh, children uh, from human trafficking um, by educating them on how they'll be recruited without really dealing with the issues that both the young ladies and the young men are dealing with as they pursue relationships, as they pursue being loved. It's a natural thing to want to be loved. Right. To want a relationship. And so it's really important that we not only look at this as a women-female issue where the young ladies are the predominantly the ones that are victims, but we look at this as something that's impacting our young men yes. in ways that they're being trained, in ways that they're learning what their value is, in ways that they're being um, overlooked. They're being told, you know, you're, you're not valuable unless you have this certain brand of clothing. You're not valuable unless you drive that car. You're not valuable unless you've got five girls that are after you that you can dominate and that you can tell go here and go there. These are the things that our young men are faced with. And I speak with my husband about it all the time and he and I kind of jab back and forth because we're old now. But um, <laughs> but he said, you know, back in the day, the problem is y'all because all y'all want is the one that's hard, that's doing this and doing that and, and, and telling us we got to look this way and that way and drive this and drive that before you give us a little bit of time. And when we come and we're nice... You like I ain't got to, I don't like nice guys. So, but isn't this true? Am I am I telling the truth? So it's a systematic problem, especially in the African American community. Hello, somebody, and it's happening predominantly to African American girls. I want to say in Alameda County, 60% of the girls that are, which we refer to as commercially sexually exploited children, 60% are African American. And of the people that are being exploited, about, I want to say it was 68%, last I checked the uh, stats, are African American males between the ages of 18 and 24. So why is this happening in the African American community in this way? And... What are we accomplishing by continuing to further the agenda that says that this is just the way they are? 
or this is just part of the culture, or this is, or maybe we should get comfortable with villainizing people that are exploiters because they're the ones that are perpetrating the crimes. But why? But why? So a couple of scriptures that have come to my heart as of late. Um, I'm dealing with, and I'm, I don't feel like I'm all the way through the journey, so I'm going to give you a little glimpse of it. I'm dealing with what does God say about how does God balance justice and mercy? How does he balance those two? And this morning, Pastor Brown said that love does not rejoice when others are in unfortunate situations. He said that. And that really struck me because oftentimes we are so excited. And I got to tell you, I am absolutely guilty of this. Guilty of this. Absolutely. And, you know, um, it's hard to tell on yourself like that. You know, it's really hard. But uh, I find so much freedom in it and just kind of have when the Lord kind of bumps me over the head with a realization that I'm part of the problem or that a behavior that I'm engaging in is actually uh, not doing, you know, what, what, what he wants. <laughs> I, I need a lot of direction. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I need some guidance. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for your help. Um, and so uh, you'll hear in this next segment and we come back from break uh, uh, about something that I felt, you know, I started to do. I've, I've been doing, I think, for the last year and a half. And and um, and not looking and actually probably doing it as a survivor of my own abuse, not looking at both sides of the equation. Again, if we're going to really address this issue of human trafficking, we have to look at it holistically and we have to recognize that we can't just solve one part of it. We've got to solve the whole thing. So um, we do encourage you uh, reach out to us at 844-249-2698. Maybe you want to schedule a Freedom Saturday. Maybe you want to volunteer. Maybe you want to contribute. You want to um, donate to us. Uh, give us a call. Uh, you can also learn more about us at loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are talking about, we're pulling apart uh, the message that I shared with Market Street Church uh, on our most recent Freedom Saturday a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we were out in Oakland and just having a great time there. Uh, learning about this issue of human trafficking and challenging the Lord challenged me to share a message called mercy and justice. And so we're going to dig right into that, but I wanted to uh, just share with you that um, the Lord has really been challenging me in this area of mercy and, um, and specifically, you know, scriptures like Romans three twenty three through 24, where he says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. And and the and the, the challenge for me is when they say all all have sinned and fallen short. 
And my question for myself often is, um, you know, so that was a fallen, that's, you know, or all have sinned and fall short. So we have sinned. Um, my question for myself is, you know, when I come up against people or I encounter people that are actively hurting others, uh, what is my response to be to them as an exploiter is hurting or a buyer? Am I to hate them? Am I to want them to burn in hell? Or am I to approach them knowing that God is not willing that any would perish and to find a place in my heart to be compassionate and empathetic toward them? If not if for nothing more, just to hear what their story is just for a time. Uh, you know, maybe that's all you can tolerate. It's just, I'm just going to see why they turned out like this. Why did this happen? And who's hurting because of it? Is there a grandmother? Is there a child? Is there a wife? Is there a mother who's been praying for their son who has gone astray that is in pain that maybe I should feel some compassion toward in this process? So we're going to jump right in. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. The other day, I had the strangest thing happen to me. Uh, I go around and I speak all over the place. And, and um, I got a call from a, a fellow partner. And, and he said, I have this lady and she has custody of her, her, her nieces right now. She needs to talk to you. She, her sister needs some help. So I said, okay. So she, she and I talked. And she said, my sister is getting ready to be, um, she's already been found guilty of human trafficking. She's getting ready to serve eight to 15 years. And her husband, who actually brought her into the life, um, and she's been in there for 18 years as his wife, so she would be considered the bottom. She, uh, she, he's getting ready, he's looking at 159 years. They had the largest uh, human trafficking ring, and I won't reveal where just yet. But here I got this story, and I'm going, oh, wow, 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 wow. I began to pray, and, and interestingly, the next day I was starting a dance team for young ladies, ages 10 and on up. And I said, hey, does, do, are the children girls? And they, she said, yeah. I said, do they like to dance? She said, yeah. I said, bring her by to the dance studio so we can, I can do dance with them. So here the next day, she came to the dance class, and we had this beautiful time, me and these two little girls. And they were just beautiful. They were innocent. They were beautiful. And the next day, I went and I did a presentation for the Alameda County Developmental uh, Disabilities Council. And there I put on my screen a slide that I had been showing for six months. And it had a picture of a man and a woman that had been arrested in Danville for a very large sting. And I had been referring to them like they weren't real people. I was, I was referencing, I was looking at, and I said, and these two are, are up for, for jail. And shame on me, because I, I work in this space and sometimes you get in this place where you, you want blood. You want blood. Yo, you, you, you've been exploiting children. You've been, you've been putting people out there. I want, I want blood. And so I looked up at that, that picture. It didn't even hit me yet. 
what, what God was doing, the setup that he was doing. So the next day I got on the phone with the auntie and I said, how did the girls like the dance class? They said, oh, they loved it. They loved it. And I said, by the way, what are the name, parents' names? The people that were on the slides no. were the parents of the girls that I had just taught dance to. No. Yes. And, and God did that to show me that this thing is not about putting it on slides or about talking about it like it's so impersonal or it's just a cause or it's just an issue out there. It's, it's a trend. No, this is personal. This is us. This, these are our babies. And there's a situation that happened there. And, 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 then, and then I got checked again. God just kind of, first he's like, this is, these are real people. They have real children that are really suffering because they're away from their parents that are really in jail because they went down a path that they really didn't even know. You know, I don't know how much awareness they had of where they were going. I don't know. I know that the young lady was brought into the life at the age of 18 and she had been in for 18 years. And while she helped her exploiter uh, and her husband run this business, she didn't know what she was doing. She was being taught. She was being brainwashed. She was being, she was traumatized. She was afraid. But then, so I, so when the conviction came in and she got probation and he got 174 years, I was happy. And my husband said, how could you be happy? Why are you happy? This is a sad day. This is sad. This is God's son who did this to these people for all these years. And now he's going to jail for 174 years. And instead of being solemn and sad that he was going away, I was happy. I was happy. <laughs> that that actually makes me sad now to know that that I was. And because that's not lining up with the heart of Christ to be happy that someone has been condemned. Um, I think that there is justice, but I don't know that there's joy in knowing that somebody who had, I'm sure, a different purpose over his life. He had, God had different plans because his, the Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So God had a different plan for him. But because of some reason, I don't know what he has now, he's now going to be, spend the rest of his life in jail and he will not have access to his, or his children will not have access to their dad. Um, and their dad probably, they never probably had access to a healthy dad ever, which is sad in itself. So for me, these are the things that I offer up as prayers. How can we prevent this? How can we be more engaged with those that are out there, those young men that are out there, that they might be successful fathers to their children? We'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action 
and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today talking about mercy and justice. Only in God, only in Christ can those two come, <laughs> come together, huh? Uh, but he, uh, he works everything together for the good of those who love him. And um, I just, and are called according to his purpose. And, and I, uh, I believe that even, you know, even in adverse situations, we talked about uh, this person uh, being sentenced to 174 years. I asked myself, is there, you know, even though he'll be incarcerated, he could be in the jail teaching young men how to become exploiters. Or he could be in the jail teaching young men how his life was ruined because he didn't get the help that he needed or because he didn't submit to the Lord. And he could turn his life around and be a light and a hope to the men that come in there. And so we, we you know, th- this is what I love about the Lord. The Lord says, return faithless Israel. I will frown on you no longer for I am faithful, declares the Lord. I will not be angry forever. Jeremiah three twelve. You see, the Lord never gives up on us. He never does. And so we'll jump right in here. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. And it got me thinking about, it got me thinking about mercy. Mercy. God's mercy. Now, let me just tell you, this man is not repentant. And he's not even owning up to it. So it's real hard to have mercy on someone. And I, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm going to preach on myself that sometimes I think there are some people that have been given away to a depraved mind, you know, to a reprobate mind. They just ain't going to get, they ain't going to get fixed. They ain't going to get better. And, and I, I, for me, for my own safety, maybe it's because I'm a survivor of, of all kinds of abuse. I got to put people in a, in a bucket that says uh, you, you, you're not safe. But then there's this whole other group of people that that that, that, that are like a young man that I spoke to once that is a, was an exploiter. He was 40 at the time, but he told me about how his dad taught him to be an exploiter, how his uncles taught him and trained him. They said, this is our hustle. This is our family business. This is our family line. And he is carrying around such pain at this time in his life, full of depression and agony at what he did to the children, the mother of his children, unable to face the day, drinking himself into an oblivion because he knows all of the horrific things that he's done to people and he doesn't even know how to begin to make amends. God's word says in Isaiah 30, 18 to 19, that, that he, he says, the Lord be gracious to you. And he will rise up to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. He says that. And at the same time, at the same time, he also says in Matthew, and I, and I jotted it down here, in Matthew uh, 12, 13 to 14, he tells a story about how he saves, he heals someone on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Even though the law was to keep the Sabbath, his great compassion and mercy was for the person That's right. to be healed even on the Sabbath. That's right. So how do we, you know, and I'm not, I'm not standing up here uh, acting like I have the answer. These are, these are questions for us to contemplate, Amen. for us to ask God about. 
because we need to have a softened heart as we go out there and hit the streets. I went out with Market Street Church um, a few years ago and, and we went out and we spoke to many people and, and, and it's very easy to get into this place where you're like, oh no, you know, he doing too much and she doing too much and I ain't talking to her, she crazy and you know, you, you can do that. But is that the heart of Christ? Is that the heart of Christ? And, 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 then, and then I think about um, some of the things that Pastor Brown said this morning that really I thought were so uh, uh, profound in terms of being, you know, going back to um, being able to speak into somebody's life. I, I quote, he, he really, he kind of came for us a little bit. Did you notice that? He said, he said, you should be quiet. He used a different word. Right? You should be, you should shut up. If you are not willing to take the time to see the pain of the person. If you aren't willing to shed your blood, how can you speak into the life of the person? If you haven't walked a mile in their shoes, how can you tell them, oh, you shouldn't be doing that? You've been sitting around with a roof over your head and you've been fed and you've been you've had a house and you've had a mother and a father. And it's so easy to point fingers when you have it all. I once heard someone say, do not tear down somebody's fences until you know why they were put up. And if and, and it speaks to me because it's it's like we got to take the time to just sit and be with people. You know, you, you know, somebody's an exploiter. You, you got to take the time to say, but why? What got you in here? Take the time to say, do you want out? Do you want some help? Can I offer you some prayer? And so I would just I would just leave you with some of that to think about, to contemplate as we go into this panel discussion. I just want to urge you think upon the um, the people that are out here. You know, I told you earlier, I saw a transaction happening right on the corner. The dude was like, hey, remember me? And, you know, I'm trying to get in the church, but I'm being nosy. And because uh, <laughs> I'm all, I'm very no, I'm very like aware of is something going down. Do I need to get in the middle of something? So she's like, he says, I remember me. She said, No, I don't know you. He was like, You know me. She said, Well, call me. You got my number. He said, Yeah, I got it. And I just looked at them for a moment, and I could kind of tell what was going on. And I just thought, Wow, Lord, like right here. Like right here. I'm parking and it's right right as soon as I get out of my car. And, and, and so to me, it's like exciting. Do you guys get excited? It's like the, it's like the, the, the harvest is ready. The field is full. There's so many opportunities to share the love of Christ. But it's going to take time. Can't just come up and be like, oh, Jesus this and Jesus that. And, he, you know, you got to, hey, what's going on with you? You got to take time to find out. Have coffee with them. Break bread with them. Do something and establish rapport. And that's just for me. And when we talk about reclaiming love, love with your time, love with your, with your heart, with your words, edify the people. And then, then they will know Christ. The Bible tells us that love covers a multitude of sins. And so uh, I'm just uh, so grateful again to be able to share a little bit of this uh, word that the Lord gave me for our Freedom Saturday. I hope that it blesses you and challenges you 
to dig or dig deeper uh, in in your love walk. Dig deeper to look beyond the offense and see the need and be the hands and feet of Christ as you go out and you minister to people. the uh, most unlikely folks will be the ones that the Lord really pricks your heart to get after because that's the kind of God he is. So we're going to come right back and hear about events that are going on in the community. And we encourage you to give us a call. We're at 844-249-2698. By the way, I still have a book available, Rethinking Incarceration from Pastor Dominique Gilliard. I can't believe I still have this, but it is a great book. If you would like a copy, uh, please do jump onto our Facebook page, which is Love Never Fails Radio. And uh, give me a little hit there that says, I want the book and I will send it to you. All right. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. I am going to take you through some of the events that are going on in the community. I want to give a shout out. I was out speaking this morning uh, at Venture Church uh, talking about women impacting the marketplace. And I'm actually going to share a little bit of that sermon with you um, at a later date. So listen uh, for that in the coming weeks. We talk about kind of the cross section between uh, being a person that is working and, you know, working in corporate America, uh, uh, taking care of your family, your husband, your children, and doing ministry and how to juggle it all. So that's going to be an interesting one. I also want to invite you out to our street outreach that's happening on the 17th of uh, this month at 7 p.m. to midnight. And you can go to our website, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash resources, and you can click the link there to sign up for that street outreach and find out more details. You can also email streets at loveneverfailsus.com. Also, we want to invite you out. Love Never Fails, Renaissance Entrepreneurship Center, and New Hope Christian Fellowship are joining together to do a tech fair on uh, the 22nd of February from 5 to 7 p.m. And that will be at New Hope Christian Fellowship 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Come out and learn more about how you can uh, get low to no cost um, uh, laptops, uh, well, no low cost laptops, uh, no cost other accessories and different things that are being handed out in the community. Um, And then um, broadband, very low-cast broadband, as well as cell phone service. Uh, It's a great way to help uh, get you on your way. We also have a fundraiser on the 3rd of March, Paint Night Fundraiser with Oakland City Church. And again, going to the same website, you can sign up there. Um, That is going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, we want to invite you out to our store, Love Never Fails Community Store, 22580 Grand Street in Hayward and we are open from 12 to 5 uh, uh, p.m. Monday through Friday. You can drop off donations. You can um, patronize the store. Our survivors that live in our houses and um, have graduated work in, in, the, in, the, in the store. And um, we also have a career closet for people that are trying to get back on their feet or maybe get a job for the first time. That, that closet is available to you as well. Uh, business attire uh, and certainly would love donations uh, for the for 
the those in our community that want to get back to work. And then, of course, we want to encourage you to support our newly launched IT Academy. It's called IT Biz. If you want to learn more about how you can get involved in that, please do reach out to me, Vanessa, at loveneverfailsus.com. And, of course, if you haven't heard it here before, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.